This is Skip Hall welcoming you to Heart of the Athlete, brought to you by the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring athletes, coaches, and sports personalities of the Treasure Valley. Well, good morning, folks, and welcome to the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, Heart of an Athlete here in the Treasure Valley here on 94.1 KBXL. And I'm Ken Lewis. I'm the director for FCA here in Idaho. And in the studio with me this morning is Pablo Moreno, our director for FCA here in Ada County. Hey, good morning, Ken. I'm glad you're here, Pablo. And the folks are going to get to hear another special treat of of speaker here just in a few minutes uh, from our camp that we had at the end of June, about five weeks ago. But uh, before we get to our our speaker for this morning, uh, we want to thank our sponsors here for Heart of the Athlete. Without them, we would not have this show on the radio. And we just appreciate how God has used them to bless FCA, but also to hear different athletes and coaches and, and what God's doing in their life and, and put that on the air. So first off is Mike Verdon, auto and RV sales over there at Fairview and Curtis. We appreciate his support. He's a former um, Meridian High head football coach, won a state championship back in the 2000s there, 2005, 2006. And, and we just appreciate Mike's support and their support of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, as well as uh, Hall and Associates, uh, Skip Hall and his uh, comprehensive financial services firm here in Boise. We appreciate their support. And uh, if you guys are needing a car, an RV, you know, go see Mike. If you need some uh, financial advice and uh, you want to talk to Coach Hall about that, um, give him a call. You can get their information in the studio here in the station. And uh, the Awakenings Coffee over there at Five Mile Overland, it's a great place to grab some coffee and grab a snack and meet some people, have a meeting or just get away. And, and so we appreciate their support. Well, Pablo, we're in the middle of a great series here. It's our camp speakers from our Northwest Regional FCA Sport Camp, and we're re-airing those here this summer. And that camp took place over at NNU in Nampa uh, the last week of June. So why don't you give us a little intro about uh, who we're going to hear from this morning. Yeah, this p- past summer's camp, uh, we were honored to have two speakers divvy up the evenings. Reggie Etheridge, a local family pastor at Calvary Chapel, Boise. He spoke the first two nights, and the last two nights were with Ben Corson who is the son of John Corson out of Applegate Christian Fellowship in Oregon. And uh, this, this evening, Ben talked about one power. The theme was one power. And uh, he emphasized how there's power in the Bible, there's power in fellowship, and there's power in, in the Holy Spirit. And, and um, I would say that's one of the things that a lot of young adults don't realize that they have in Christ, that Jesus just isn't our example on how to live here on earth, but Jesus gives us the power to live here on earth through through what he did on the cross and through the power of the Holy Spirit. So um, honored to have you listen to Ben Corson share on the availability of that power. The lion of the tribe of Judah, the door for his sheep, the shepherd who lays down his life for his lambs, the vine who gives fruit to his branches, the word of God made flesh, the alpha, the omega, the beginning, the end, the resurrection, and the life, the prince of the kings of the earth, the amen, the root of David, the man child, the beginning of God's creation, he who wields the bright and morning star, he who holds the double edged sword, the captain of our salvation, the image of the invisible God, and the anchor of hope. He's for you. He loves you. And he wants to give you dynamic power from on high. Would somebody please say church? He gives you dunamis. So throw water on the fire of your fears and throw gasoline on the passions of your dreams. Don't look down and get distressed. Don't look around and get stressed. Don't look inside and get depressed. Look up and get blessed because you have one on your team. 
Who's braver than Batman, stronger than Superman, more indomitable than Iron Man, more audacious than Ant-Man? The Bible says he's the son of man, Jesus Christ. Welcome to church. I always like to tell people, you might not like me, and you might not agree with what I say, but you better have a good time. The Bible doesn't say, the common people heard Jesus sadly. The Bible says the common people heard Jesus gladly. And I have the best job in the world, man. I don't have to deliver to you blues. I get to deliver good news. That's what the gospel is. It's good news. And you say, but Ben, how can I have dunamis power from on high? How can I go through my life with hope? How can I go through my life with this joy of which you speak? If the truth is, I'm going through a storm. Listen, we all go through storms. You say, Ben, I got problems. Welcome to humanity. We all have storms. But life ain't about waiting for some storm to pass. It's about learning to dance in the rain. And what we got to do is we got to dance in defiance of the dark. Oh, but Ben, I stumble. We'll make the stumble a part of the dance. The Bible says he turns our mourning into dancing. The Bible says praise his name in the dance. Because the enemy's going to whisper into your ear, you can't survive the storm. But do you know what I like to do when the enemy whispers that into my ear? Oh, Ben, you can't survive the storm. This is what we need to do. When the enemy says, you can't withstand the storm, we whisper back, I am the storm. Because the Bible says, the enemy is put under your feet. The Bible says in the book of Psalms that the enemy has become your footstool. If you want to say something to the enemy, you better write it on your shoes because he's under your feet. Shots fired. <laughs> Seriously, the enemy needs to be roasted tonight. Oh, Ben, but you don't understand. The Bible says, the Bible says that our enemy is the accuser of the brethren. And he's accusing us day and night. In fact, did you know the word devil is actually a judicial term? Originally, it was used in a court of law. And the word literally means prosecuting attorney. So the word devil literally means accuser. So his whole goal is to make you feel condemnation. The goal of the Holy Spirit is to give you God's commendation to show you that you are loved. So when the enemy's talking about you behind your back, he's behind you for a reason. Oh, but Ben, God's taking me deeper. No, God's not taking you deeper to drown you. He just knows your enemy can't swim. Ask the Egyptian charioteers. And the truth is, tigers don't lose sleep over the opinion of sheep. Our haters are our motivators. And what we do is we live our life with dunamis power from on high. Why? Because we know that on our worst day with God, we are better off than on our best day without God. So no matter what we go through, the enemy cannot take the dynamic, dynamite, enthusiastic power away from us because we worship the God of hope. A lot of people say, well, Ben, if this is true that he's the God of hope, that he gives us the one power, dunamis from on high. And that's why we should be enthusiastic, by the way. You know what the word enthusiasm means? En, the prefix, means in. Enthusiasm is where we get our word theology. Theos, which means God. 
So en means in, enthusiasm means God. So to be enthusiastic means you're in God. And when you're walking with, talking to, and following after the Lord, hashtag adventures with God, you slay the day, you crush life, you go through existence with power. And a lot of people say, well, Ben, why is it that if he's the God of power, that he allows me to go through hard things? And a lot of people say, why do bad things happen to good people? But the real question is, what happens when good people happen to bad things? A lot of people think that life is 90% what happens to us and 10% how we react. It's the other way around. Life is 90% how we choose to respond to the 10% that happens to us. We need to stop letting the world happen to us. We need to happen to the world. Jesus didn't call us just to play defense, to be passive, to go through life, letting existence happen to us. He called us to crush the day. He called us to be salt and light. He called us to be game changers, world shapers, risk takers, history makers, sun stoppers, storm stillers, wave walkers, giant killers for the kingdom of God. Would somebody say church? <laughs> Dynamic power from on high. That's how God has called you to live. Don't make me preach. I love, I love I love how when we walk with the Lord, we have hope. That's my whole thing, dude. My whole thing is hope. Hope is dope. Would everybody please say, would everybody please say hope is dope? Hope is dope. It is. And you say, well, Ben, I don't have any hope because things aren't okay. Listen, the Bible says, happy are those people whose God is the Lord. Everything's gonna be okay in the end. So if it's not okay, it's not the end. Everything's going to be okay in the end. So if it's not okay, it's not the end. You will go to a happily ever after when you walk with, talk to, and follow after the Lord. So I'm going to be really brief. Let's take a look at our text. I love how the Bible says that we have weapons that are spiritual to the pulling down of strongholds. So when we fight against the enemy, we don't have an AK-47. We got a John 3:16. Ratata. Bible says that you are more than conquerors through him who, who through him who loves you. Listen, that word more than conquerors can literally be translated super conquerors. In the Greek, it's literally over overcomers. The, the rhetoric and syntax of the Greek transliteration into English can literally be you are over overcomers. So when you wake up in the morning, you can say, I'm gonna slay this day. I'm a super conqueror. Why? Because he loves me. So um, how many of you guys read your Bible on a, ta on a tablet? Does anybody read their Bible on a tablet? Well, some people like get offended. They're like, oh man, I can't believe you read your Bible from an iPad you know, or whatever. And sometimes I do that. But I like to remind people, listen, the first written words of God were recorded on a tablet. <laughs> Anyways, let's take a look. Romans 15, 13 says, Now, the God of, what does he say? Are you with me? Romans 15, verse 13. Now, the God of, did he say the God of mope? No. He said, now the God of hope. Look at this next phrase. Fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope 
There's our word, hope, through the, do you see it? Power. There's your word, one power. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. We have hope through the power, through the dunamis of the Holy Spirit. Now, let's kind of unpack this really quick. Notice, he says, the God of hope. Hope is who God is. It's the moniker, the sobriquet, the nickname with which Paul dubs God. He doesn't just say, God sprinkles you with a little bit of sacred optimism, calm delight, holy happiness, or Jesus joy. He says, this is who the Lord is. The very fundamental identity of ultimate reality is that God is the God of hope. Hope is who God is. And because we bear his image to the world, hope is who we are. And when people see us, they should say, those people, and this this is what I feel like when I was watching you guys worship and dance, and I was dancing with you. This is the thing. I was thinking, these are a bunch of lumps of sunshine. (laughs) Like when Jesus said, you're the light of the world, I live in Oregon. So, come on. Let's go. So, I'm going to go back to Oregon, and I'm going to go back with a soul suntan. And I'm going to go back, not with the mojo, but the mo glow. Remember Moses? He went up to the mountain in the presence of God, and he glowed. His face glowed. The mo glow. I'm going back with the mo glow, because I was hanging out with a bunch of hope dealers. Here's the fact. I said that in, the, in a church the other day, and a guy comes up to me afterwards. He's got, like, crazy hair and wild eyes, and he's like, Ben, I was a dope dealer. I'm like, I believe it. (laughs) And he said, now I'm a hope dealer. That's how God has called us to live. He turns B-postles into A-postles. He turns those who are in the darkness into lumps of sunshine, bringing them into the marvelous light. Why? Because the power that we have through the Holy Spirit is the awareness of who he is, that he is the God of, say it out loud, hope. Now I like this next phrase, the God of hope, fill you. Look at that phrase, fill you, fill you with all joy and peace. Now, joy and peace in Greek is Irene and Kara, which is where we get those names from. And Irene and Kara, joy and peace, became popular names in the early church. And that word peace appears 80 times in the New Testament altogether. That word for peace actually is used by every single New Testament author. And what does Paul say? Paul, who often wrote from prison, by the way, Paul, who got canned, more than tuna, (laughs) writing from jail oftentimes, does not flinch in the face of his tribulation from calling God the God of hope, and he wants to fill you with joy and peace. Notice that word fill. Now, people ask me, are you a glass half empty or a glass half full kind of guy? And I like to say, well, scientifically, (laughs) I'm a glass totally full kind of guy. Why? Because... Technically, the glass is half filled with hydrogen and the the glass is half filled with H2O and the other half of the glass is filled with nitrogen and oxygen. So technically, I prescribe to what David said in Psalm 23, my cup runneth over. Come on. 
We're not glass half empty or glass half full people. You say, but God doesn't meet my expectation. The Bible never says God will meet your expectation. What it does say is God will do exceeding abundantly above and beyond all you could ask or think according to the power that is at work within you. So if God always met your expectations, how would he be able to exceed them? So my cup runs over. He fills me. That's what Paul the Apostle says. Fills me to overflowing with joy and peace. Notice where joy and peace come from in believing. So joy and peace come when we have faith. When we believe. Here's what faith is. Faith, Hebrews 11.1, is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is just an acronym. F-A-I-T-H. Forward all issues to heaven. Turn your cares into prayers. Turn your stresses into supplications. Turn your worries into worship. Turn your fear into faith. Turn your panic into praise. Forward all issues to heaven and joy and peace and hope and power through the Holy Spirit will come. So don't just face your fears. Faith your fears. I like this last phrase that you may abound in hope through the power, the one power, the power of the Holy Spirit. Abound in hope. That word bound is synonymous with the word bounce. So we're to be like that man in Acts 3, walking and leaping and praising God. He goes from being paralyzed in this story to having a 40-inch vertical. He's just walking and leaping and praising God. And the truth is, we were not called to be Eeyore. We were called to be Tigger. Can I get an Amen. The wonderful thing about Tiggers, our Tiggers are wonderful things. Their tops are filled with rubber and their bottoms are filled with springs. And what I'm trying to tell you is you got springs in your tail, baby. It ain't about how high you climb, it's about how high you bounce back when you hit the bottom. And you were called to abound in hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. So as I draw to a close, here's what I want to tell you. If you need more power, if you need more hope tonight, the God of hope gives you power through the Holy Spirit to abound in hope. Here's, here's how you get this power. Here's how you get this hope. Are you ready? Drum roll, please. Stop. Listen. Stop. Don't miss this. Stop. Are you listening? Stop. Do I have your attention? Stop, attend your ear to my cry. Stop, here it comes. Stop focusing on the size of your problem and start focusing on the Savior's promises. Stop focusing. This is the sticky idea, very simple. The simplicity after complexity, this is what it is. You, you stop focusing, we all have problems. You stop focusing on the size of your problems and you start focusing on your Savior's promises. Because if your problem is too big for you, it's just the right size for God. This is where we get power. There's power in His promises. Everybody please say, there's power, there's power. in His promises. Because this is what the Bible says, the Word of God will not return void. So when you go through your life with the promises of God in your heart, 
in your mind, on your lips, it will eclipse the problems in your life. Can I get an amen? amen. I'm going to invite the band to come up at this time. And here's what I want to tell you. You were called to not just skim the surface of your existence. You were not called merely to be somebody who goes with the flow. Any dead fish can go with the flow. You were called to be somebody who sucks the marrow out of life. Somebody who goes through life saying, Jesus has called me to live life and not more abundantly. The word in Greek is zoe. He's called me to live an over and above kind of life. Would you stand with me? Listen, most people, most people, most people, they die in their 20s and they're buried in their 70s. Don't be most people. Most people, they live the dream in high school. And then once they get into their 20s, they get the 9 to 5, work 40 hours for 40 years, retire, and then die. And they're technically existing. Their heart is beating. They've got a pulse, but they've lost a purpose. And the truth is, most people, they actually die in their 20s, and they're buried in their 70s. But don't be most people. One day, your life is going to flash before your eyes. Make sure it's worth watching. One day, your life is going to flash before your eyes. Make sure it's worth watching. Make sure you went through life saying, I lived the dynamite life. I lived the enthusiastic life. I lived the Zoe life. I lived the over and above life. I lived the slay the day kind of life. I live the crush the existence kind of life. I'm not like most people who die in their 20s are buried in their 70s. I'm not going to be most people because I know one day my life is going to flash before my eyes. I'm going to make sure it's worth watching. Friends, there are 1,189 chapters in the Bible. There are 66 books written by 40 different authors. And 14 of those books were written by Paul. And Paul, in the same chapter we studied, said in verse 4, Now these things that were written were written for our learning, that through the patience and comfort of the Scriptures, we might have hope. If we walk away from a Bible study, not with more hope, but with less hope, it's a giant exercise in missing the point. The reason the Bible was written was to give you hope. We have enough bad news in the world because bad news sells. We need a we few have more enough Eeyores in the world. Tell us the we good need news. some more Tiggers. We have enough people who say, you're going to die soon. We need some more people who say, you ain't dead yet. We have enough people who tell it like it is. We need a few more who tell it like it can be. We need to have a checkup from the neck up, get rid of stinking thinking, and have an attitude of gratitude. Because just because bad things are happening around me does not mean they need to be happening inside me. I can't control what happens to me, but I can't control what comes through me. God doesn't do anything to me. He only does things for me. And if God's going to do something for me, he's first got to do something in me. So don't look down and give up, but look up and get up. Because Jesus rose so you could rise. We're going to live with power. Let's worship. Amen.
Well, folks, that was Ben Corson. He was our speaker at our Northwest Regional FCA Sport Camp. That's for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes Sport Camp that was at NNU the last week of June of 2017. And man, that was a powerful night, wasn't it, Pablo? Yeah, it's always good to get a chance to hear Ben. Ben Corson, that guy's a fireball, man. He's a firecracker. You never know what you're going to get with him. So Yeah, and just a tremendous night response as well. Afterwards, the kids had an opportunity to to nail things up on the cross that they had you know maybe been holding back and they hadn't really totally surrendered those things to christ and so god really used ben to help precipitate that and 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 move in that evening so that was a great time yeah it was a great night and seeing kids lined up basically to the back door and not just seeing the students nail their issues that they no longer want to have to the cross but seeing the coaches and and all the volunteers and the fca staff or parents who happened to stop by they too came forward to let the students know we're never beyond needing the grace of God to work in our lives and not being too cool to basically nail your sins to the cross. So. Yeah, amen, amen. Well, Pablo, thanks for joining me here this morning, and uh, we're, it was so great to have Ben at camp, and, and as you as well, being our MC and, and our dean at camp. Mm. So, Well, folks, uh, if you're interested in hearing other speakers that we've had on the program, you can go to fcaidaho.org, and we've got those. You can go to the KBXL website and listen to those speakers and the other interviewers that are people that we've interviewed on this show. And if you're interested in more information about the Fellowship of Christian athletes you can go to fcaidaho.org well pablo great to have you here on the air with us this morning it's always awesome well folks have a great day